This episode of the Two Fit Crazies in a Microphone podcast is brought to you by TFC Productions. Christine, what's the TFC stand for? Two Fit Crazies. Two Fit Crazy Productions? Yeah. Yeah, we produce some podcasts. So, um, you know, people always come up to us uh, and ask us how we can help them or, you know, what we can do. How did you get started in podcasting? What do I need? This and that. We Let got us you covered. help you. We Let got- us consult with you. We'll walk you through every step. Got you covered. And then from there, if you feel like recording and sending us the information, we'll produce it. We'll package it. We'll send it back to you nice with a bow on it. And uh, you just upload it yourself. And we'll uh, give you all those marketing tools and everything you need to do in the meantime. That's right. From the leaders in Podcasting 101. TFC Productions. So we're also brought to you by ContiFit.com, which is your virtual online fitness and wellness. You name it, you need it, we're here for you. And uh, make sure, check out the Let's Face It Together Facial Fitness and Rehabilitation Program, working with special populations around the world. Get virtually certified today. Don't miss out. Also brought to you by High Five Health and Fitness. We've got virtual online health coaching uh, sessions with me, uh, my company, High Five Health and Fitness. Uh, All the information, highfivehealthandfitness.com. It is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. We're keeping it together, Christine. We are totally keeping it together because this episode is so amazing and feel good and you want to get inspired by someone, wait till you hear from Logan Muller. Awesome. So long and short, Christine, who is Logan Muller? She is the... uh, 2020 Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone Podcast Scholarship winner, awarded through the Brick Township Chamber, and she is pretty much one of the most amazing young adults that we have come across, and we are so proud to know her, to be able to offer her a scholarship as she goes off to Seton Hall to study occupational therapy this fall. But Brian, what is her thing. Well, she's got RA, you yeah. know, and she's got her, her thing is positivity. Her yeah. thing is a great outlook. Her thing is, is, you know, handling this ad- adversity, adversity, adversity yeah. that she was handed at, uh, you know, in eighth grade, mm-hmm. you know, as a 14 year old kid, juvenile 13, room, kid. rheumatoid arthritis is yeah. what she was diagnosed with. And, how it's shaped her life and how she knows she's she's worked with it as mm-hmm. opposed to against it and you know really just everything and look we we give out the scholarship and we read the applications and they you know they come to us and there's a long list and they're in the, you know everybody's presents a very very good case and and Logan's was, was it stood out right and mm-hmm. we had to you know we had to give it to her it was like this is the one and then you know you you hope you hope that it's not just uh, window dressing and that mm-hmm. you know there's some substance behind uh, oh, the she's application. The real deal. Real and then, deal. And then you get in front. She gets in front of us, and her mother was here. Story with that as well. And her mom is in studio with us, and it's just like whoa. Mm-hmm. You know, like you you really you really. It's one of those like life things. Selfishly, that, didn't it make you feel really good? It made me feel like so, awesome. It always makes you feel good to I like know. give the money, right? Right. And she's got her big check because the oh, it's fantastic. Chamber of Commerce delivers the big 
you know, gigantic mm-hmm. game show like type check. And normally we do a big presentation at this, you know, big event where they have all these winners come in and they get thousands and thousands of dollars. It's a beautiful night. But of course, we could not have that this year. So we thought, you know what? We got to get this girl on our show. Absolutely. And she delivered. Um, you are going to love hearing her story and just hearing how she took, and I talk about this all the time, you can look at things as, you know, woe is me, or you can look at what you've been dealt in life as a gift. And Logan Muller truly looks at what she's been dealing with as a gift. And that's the whole impetus for her going on and wanting to be an occupational therapist and wanting to change the world and inspire others. And that is what this podcast is all about. That's what Brian and I are all about. And we are super excited to see other people feel the same way trying to share that you know dream of changing lives and maybe saving other people's lives i mean we've said it how many times Mm -hmm. when people come on the show they come on for a certain reason in this case it's because she was the scholarship winner and you know we knew she was a special kid but then you get the story and it's just like i mean i mean you know just knock your socks off this is an impressive young lady and um you know we can't wait for you to listen to it this is uh this is a really fun episode and uh in studio episode mm-hmm. which is great and her mom's here and logan is wise beyond her years it, for really, a newly 18 year old you're going to love this I, like like i say mm-hmm. you know like i want what she has yep. you know i you know that's that's what it that's what it comes down to and i i really feel that um and uh, just an amazing episode so uh sit back and listen enjoy be inspired by this kid Who's uh, changing the world? Yeah, a few thousand dollars, um, you know, in her pocket as she heads off yeah. to Seton Hall University. Nice. Yeah, enjoy everybody. Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And the microphone. We are where it's at. You know where it's at, Brian. That's right. We are in studio today. The best. In studio. And this is a very special podcast. There is no Zoom. There is no different time zone. Mm -hmm. We are right here, right now, at the Jersey Shore. So, Brian, you want to uh, to get started? We've got a very, very... I'm excited. Well, two very special guests. Very special guests. Very special. Award-winning guests. Award-winning. You're like yelling into the mic. You're so excited today. I, am. I know. Um, this is one of the most special things near and dear to our hearts that we feel was always very important. We started this podcast as a way to give people a voice, give people a platform, um, you know, unbiased information, health, fitness, wellness, inspiration. And when we were approached... And asked a few years ago if we would want to offer a scholarship for someone that was going on to achieve higher level education somewhere in our area. I think the, it was a pretty hard yes, right? Heck yeah, we jumped at it. Yeah. And then we were like, wait a minute. 
where are we getting his money from? That's the problem. <laughs> we got to ask people for money. And we don't like holding our hand out. No, we don't beg. Yeah, there's no begging. It's no like, be a part of my pyramid scheme. We don't do that. No, we do stuff. We do things. We earn it. And we thought that if we're going to give a scholarship on behalf of the Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast, it's got to be towards pretty special people that maybe are pretty, you know, want to change the world. And maybe they're rocking a little crazy, too, which is fine. (laughs) Or they haven't discovered their entire crazy yet. Um, Dabbling in crazy. And that's okay because that's what makes... That's what makes people, you know, good to great. You know, we're not here to be average. We're here to be awesome. And that was why it was so important for Brian and I to be involved in this. And the first year we did it, we presented the award and, you know, spoke at this banquet. And it was awesome. And we were like, oh, my gosh, we're definitely it, doing it, this again was, and again. It was one of those nights that was just, like, good for the soul, you know. And, and, and not only was our recipient there, but the whole, you know, the, the Brick Township, with the town mm-hmm. that Christine and I live in, uh, Brick Township Chamber it's of Commerce. Town. puts on This, this is yeah, a city. Yeah. two high schools in the town. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of employees in the town that, uh, you know, their kids are eligible as well. So, uh, uh, you know, it was it – was, uh, you know, it's just a really, really great night that I couldn't wait to do again. And then, of course, none of this stuff happens now because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, we didn't get the opportunity to have the event. But we had a podcast. Yeah. So we don't have to have the event per se. We can yeah, have, we have our, our award-winning, scholarship-winning recipient in studio for a chat. Logan Muller, how are you? Good, how are you? Fantastic. Welcome aboard and congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So exciting. So exciting. And um, who'd you bring with you tonight? Uh, my mom. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Linda mom. Muller, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Fantastic. This nice is, to have you. It's nice. exciting. We've got, we've got first time podcasters with us in the studio. Right. No, it's, yeah, it's exciting. It's Very overwhelming. Fun. Here, hold on to these microphones. Don't say anything silly. I already gave them the ground rules. They get kicked out if they mess up. It's fine. No pressure. Oh, my gosh. A tight there is no There is no rules. The rules are that there's no rules. That's it. Got it? Okay, good. Sounds good. All right, Logan. Talk to us. You had quite an impressive application, right? We do get applications for these. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us, uh, tell us uh, everything, uh, where you, what high school you went to, where you're from, where you're going to school, what you plan on studying, things like that. You got it? Yeah. So I'm from Tom's River, New Jersey. I just graduated high school from Tom's River East. Um, I'm going to school in South Orange. I'm going to Seton Hall University um, for a major in occupational therapy. I I chose my major occupational therapy because um, growing up, well, not really growing up, starting in eighth grade, I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Well, at the time it was juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and since eighth grade, I've been in and out of many different types of doctors. I've been to rheumatologists, juvenile rheumatologists, uh, cardiovascular doctors. I've been to a ton of doctors. But one that really stuck out to me and really almost changed my life, I would say, was my occupational therapist. And watching what she did and how she helped me improve my, how I live in my life, I really wanted to take that and take uh, what I've been through and uh, how the occupational therapist has helped me. I wanted to take that and educate myself, go to school for it, and hopefully help children, because I want to work in a children's hospital when I'm older, to help children who are going through the same things that I'm going through. 
I'm not crying inside. I, I told fine. you she totally was good. Fine. I told you she's a worthy <laughs> recipient of our scholarship. So, all right, with that said, we're going to get back to this whole story in a second. So what? So what prompted you to apply for these scholarships? Let's throw that out there first. Maybe that's a better question for mom. <laughs> Ma- I mean, we need money for college. But, Let's go. Right, but, you know, there's many different scholarships and things out there that you know. Why was you know why was this chamber one? Why did that stick out to you? Well, it's it stuck out to me, and um, I have to say because of COVID, I started watching all the board of ed. I should watch them all the time, but I was <laughs> I w- was watching them religiously. And then um, somebody got up from the Chamber of Commerce and was just said, and by the way, any of the families of uh, Brick Board of Ed employees can also apply. And I was like, oh, that's me. So I knew I had a daughter. She was going to be going to school. At the time, um, she was pretty set on Seton Hall. And uh, Seton Hall is not cheap. Right. So I just said, well, this is going to be like your job. This summer, you're going to apply for everything that you can apply for. And... Um, and I didn't realize there's a lot of scholarships are not for everybody. They're looking for specifics, um, qualifications, or family history. So I, at first I was like, you're going to apply for everything. And then I noticed real quick she can't. And then this was something that she could apply for. So And she did a great job. She applied for everything we asked her to. And um, we're really proud of her for um, that. I love it. That's right. Mrs. Muller is the fifth grade teacher at Veterans Memorial Elementary School. All right. Tell the, tell under, the story. Under the beautiful guidance of Mr. Ryan Blessing, a mm-hmm. uh, fan of the podcast, of course, um, and a fellow who I've been able to train from time to time. And Mrs. Muller was my son's fifth grade teacher, uh, Colin, my oldest. Now, I did not know that how it was all coming in. So we get these... Um, applications and they're really essay forms right you had to fill out a, a complete and application there's a lot that and there's come a lot in of them. and they vet them even before we get a chance to see them so we get like in, a, in essence the finalists mm-hmm. and i'm going through and i see rheumatoid arthritis and i see you know and i see the, the the chosen profession and that's what we're all about we're about health and wellness and 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 all these things and i look and i'm and i see the name and i said you know colin is this mrs muller's daughter what's mrs muller's daughter's name and he said logan and I said, okay, you know, like th- this has got to be Mrs. Muller's daughter. And then he, I said, you know, I, I, I thought at some point, I said, do, do they live in Brick? And Colin said, no, Tom's River. So I said, all right, it must not be Mrs. Muller's daughter. Um, and then so like I was just like, all right, maybe it is. But then I'm looking at the application. I'm like, this kid has is, is got it. It's almost better that she's not Mrs. Muller's daughter because now I have to look at, at this like in a whole different light. Like I can't just give it to her because it's Mrs. Muller's daughter. <laughs> if anything, she has to be way better, you know, or, or you know, it has to stand out. Even you more. Know, we got a lot of, of, of very, very high-end candidates for, uh, you know, applicants for this. Um, but I, I wanted to like – like I didn't want the nepotism to like totally seep in. But – Look what we have. You know, we've got Christine, as as you know, is a sister in rheumatoid arthritis. My wife, as well, is a um, is uh, has rheumatoid diagnosed uh, with rheumatoid arthritis a while ago, fifteen years ago, and uh, you know, so it's something that affects us all. And then your reasonings behind everything. It's like, okay, you know, despite being uh, my my uh, son's uh, teacher's cool. daughter, that no, it great, is. It's cool. Look, know. and it's an honor. And and. Uh, and you know, and, and as I wrote to you, uh, Linda, that that you know, it does take a village to raise our children, right? And like I was 
proud uh, and happy to have uh, have you as my son, my son's teacher, because it was an amazing year. Oh, thank you. Uh, I have to say, I'm impressed that Colin knew that much about me, that I lived in Tom's River, that Logan's name was Logan. So I'm glad. I'm glad he was listening. <laughs> no, they, they, they listen, for better or worse, whether or not they act on what they're listening to sometimes. So yes, uh, you know, it, it was not an inside job by any means. I have to get, I have to tell you, it was, you had to really earn this one yeah. and you did because you're fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. So my questions are, and we have, we have quite the story to, to share with you as well. Um, because each year, I mean, this was, you know, we're going to be going into our third year of the scholarship that we do things. We said this, we do things in order to, which is why we were heartbroken, why we couldn't be there when you got your initial check, which by the way, Logan is here with a gigantic check, <laughs> which we will put out when we put out the show. Um, you'll see a picture of that, which is great. Um, I don't even, I mean, you have to have those made. You got to go to the sign place. Like, you know, I, I believe it's really fast impressive. signs in Brick, New Jersey. Is a- mm-hmm. Yeah. So chamber member. He's, he actually he he makes made our, our um, <laughs> we love that guy. yeah some of our big posters and stuff. Um, so what I wanted to go into a little bit before we tell you about that and why we do what we do. Um, so when you were younger, you said you got diagnosed with juvenile arthritis. So what's crazy? Well, actually, what's pretty crazy right now is that I'm actually writing the curriculum. I'm writing the course for the exercise specialist course for like the world for arthritis so that that's kind of my you know 65 pages in right now (laughs) i got another (laughs) month to to finish this baby but um you know we're partnering up with like the arthritis foundation and things like that and that is you know that's kind of i was asked to do that because of when i got diagnosed i know about nine nine years ago i think that for me was almost like a line in the sand and I had a grandmother who was a quadriplegic pretty much from complications from rheumatoid arthritis. And that kind of, as soon as they told me, this is what you have, that's all I pictured. I mean, I went into a spiraling, like, you know, depression, like I'm a, I'm a D1 athlete. I'm a, I'm a this, I'm a, no, th- no, 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 no. Do you know who I am? Like, and, and fitness was so important to me. And that was just a powerful moment of all right. You know, there was months where I'm like, are you, how, I don't know. They're like, we don't know. Maybe you have five years, 10 years, 15 years. Maybe your body's going to give up on you. And, you know, and, and I just, the doctor said to me, I had a really good rheumatologist. And he said, Christine, the second you stop moving, it's all over. And as soon as he said that to me and I found that doctor, you know, like months later, he was like, there's great medicine out there. You're going to keep moving. You know, things aren't going to be, you know, great all the time. We're going to, you know, watch you and you go take the medicine, believe in the Western medicine when you really need it, but make all those health changes and fitness changes and, and do whatever you can on your end. And that's going to help. And that's when I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, it is. I'm like, so that was where I was like, all right, well, I don't really know what is going to happen and what's going to hold the future. And that's when I started my bucket list of like, all right, I want to run a marathon and I want to do this and I do this. And it, it kind of snowballed and, you know, that led to kind of everything that's happened in my life of leaving, you know, leaving teaching and going into, you know, reaching more people around the world. And, you know, that's the thing that, you know, for you, was there a moment, I guess, where you were like, oh my gosh, this, this sucks. Or, you know, did you feel like you had support or, you know, whether it be like you said, your OT or your doctors, um, what did they, 
do for you? Like, were you upset at first or? Um, in the very beginning, the first egg that I was diagnosed, I was in eighth grade. So I was 13 years old, about to turn 14. And what a great age <laughs> yeah, exactly, to have arthritis. And, um, we were at the children's hospital of Philadelphia. And at that point we were probably like two months into getting tested. Figuring so out. how did you know? What were the signs? Um, my hands uh, started turning in and then my knees, they started like filling up with like fluid and started getting really swollen and just like, it was painful. It was an odd kind of pain for a middle schooler. That's for right. Sure. Right. And I've, I've had injuries when I was little and like, it, it was just a little, it was like a different type of pain. So we started going to all, I started with my pediatrician and he sent me to the children's hospital and I did a lot of tests. There was a lot of blood work, a lot of everything. And their final test that they did was an ultrasound on my hands to see if like there was any fluid in it. And they came back and told me that there was, and that I had rheumatoid arthritis and they really threw everything at me in like 45 minutes, all the medicines I was on, teaching me how to use methotrexate and like... Oh, did you give yourself shots? Well, I... I my That's parents my helped favorite. Me. <laughs> my parents I, definitely helped me. I had to give my wife the shot until she realized that I wasn't doing it right and she was just better oh. for her to do it by herself. So where were you, stomach or leg? I always did my leg. I was scared of the stomach. Oh, I always did my stomach. It's so gross. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely, I, I definitely <laughs> always did the legs. But, um, Isn't it one of these fun conversations? Where did you shoot yourself? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Always the how, do, how sick did you feel? <laughs> yep. And I always had to alternate the legs to make sure they didn't bruise too much. So. Right, I alternate the stomach. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> yep. So I was thrown into the world of medicine, which before that I was really not into any of that. And hearing my diagnosis, I remember growing up, my grandfather had it really severe to the point where like he used to hide his hands from us. So like we didn't see like how like Mm -hmm. this unshaped they were, you know, like deformed. And I instantly thought of that. And I like was scared at first. I was definitely scared because I didn't want as a 14 year old to be starting to like not have my joints right. Like I had a whole life to live. I wanted it to be healthy and like, that. what am I supposed to do? Go on a date and wear mitts? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's I didn't just, want my, like, all my boyfriends to look at me and be like, oh no. Like, it's just an added on? level to right. it, right? The social yeah. aspect of everything that you're going through. I mean, the diagnosis and the pain and all those things are bad enough and the therapies and the, but then, you know, there's, there's a concern, you know, of, of the social aspect to it, of course. You don't course. want to be the broken girl. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's really, I always say that. My brokenness now, I've learned to use it as a gift instead of a, crutch which is why it's so beautiful that you wrote about this and that you know i know my husband and you know even brian and a lot of us were like oh my gosh christine like this you have to read her essay like that immediately because people know they know my story and they know that it's important to hey you know what what you got you know who i am we're gonna we're gonna get through this and it's you know it's not going to things are not always rainbows and butterflies but you're going to keep going because you have so many damn people in this world to inspire by what you're doing that it's, you know, that is crazy. And and just the fact that you, like Christine said, you're using this mm-hmm. diagnosis and you're using everything that you've been through to shape your life, right? You're going to college for a very specific reason. Yeah. You're going to a specific college for a very, you know, for this reason. And, uh, you know, and it's because of the, you know, the impact that the ROT had on you. Um, what was that? What was something that some of the things that, uh, you know, that they were able to get through or the breakthroughs and things like that? Um, well, they started off with like physical things like, um, like even little things like twirling a pencil in my hands to keep the movement going and um, 
there were some other exercises like that I incorporate into my gym routine now, even like uh, like Russian twists and stuff like that to just keep my body going. And they definitely got into the mental part of it, too, of how you have to keep, like, a really positive attitude going through with everything. Because if you look at life negative, like, oh, like, this is what's going on. I mean, this is what's happening. Nothing's going to, like, there's no cure for it. You're not going to get anywhere. Like, this is this is the card I was dealt. And I, at first, I was definitely a little negative about it. I was definitely upset as a kid that I was going through this pain. But... It really has changed my mindset 100%, and now I look at life through a completely different lens. And I, I feel like I look at life much differently than most kids do, because most kids don't go through, I guess you could say, like, the pain and, like, even, like, the mental toll it could take on you. And it has completely changed my outlook on life. Like, I, I live every day, like, it's going to be my last. I, I do everything that, like, I want to do. I... Even as far as fitness goes, like, I'm not going to lie, like, throughout elementary and middle school, I was the kid to walk the mile. Like, I was 16 minutes, I would completely walk the whole thing. I was not into fitness, nothing. And my- wait, wait till I show you my picture of me when I was in <laughs> fifth grade. You're going to be really proud. <laughs> yeah, I, I was not into physical fitness. Running was, like, a punishment for me. And... My first rheumatologist was really, really into me working out and me uh, keeping up. She wanted me to go to a physical therapist, and I did start with a physical therapist, but I almost felt like the workouts were like a little, like, not, I don't know how to word it, but I definitely wanted to push myself more. So I talked to my dad, and we got myself a gym membership, and me and my dad went like almost every single day. And I realized every after every workout, like, I'd feel amazing. Like, I wouldn't feel like how I felt when I was sitting in chairs or, like, laying in my bed, like, wondering when it was going to get better. Like, the gym truly helped me and made me feel like a whole new person. And my passion for working out, eating healthy, and all that stuff, like, sparked after I was diagnosed. And I definitely think that's a positive. Um, yeah, I yeah. think it's a positive. <laughs> and I'm going to throw this out for all the listeners out there right now that this is, you know, you are hearing these words of, you know, what are you, 18 right now? Yeah. Of an 18-year-old, and many people that are double, triple your age don't understand this and don't realize the importance of fitness and movement and nutrition. And, you know, that's the reason, you know, we created this podcast a couple of years ago was for that very reason. I mean, we're right now in a in a freaking worldwide pandemic, which, you know, if you don't come out of this pandemic different than you went in in some way thinking about the importance of health and fitness and movement then you miss something right then you, something just went right over your head because this is what it's about i mean the people that were ill and the people with these chronic diseases are the ones that were and still are at the highest risk and you know you're realizing this like what a gift to realize this at you know 18 to have that outlook of hey you know what I mean, while you have a lot of, you know, you probably have a lot of friends who are like, whatever, but you see things in a different light. And that is what's going to make you so unbelievably successful in this world that you can say, you know what, I'm, I get it. Like I can make some poor choices here and there, but you get the, you know, main idea of like, this is powerful. This is important. And here's why I make these choices. And going forward, that is going to have such an impact on so many people you know, because honestly, you know, for I'm sure for you, like me, 
you can't go out and eat like a bucket of chicken wings and a whole thing of Chinese food <laughs> and not blow up like a balloon or pay for it or be in, in terrible pain. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, you're going to college. Like, you have RA, like, or, you know, like you have arthritis. You can't go out and experiment with like drinking a million different things because you are going to pay for it like no one's business. Yep. And it's, I mean, it's just those little things. And it's not like, you know, we don't want to experience life, but there's things that your friends don't realize that you have to have in the back of your head. And, yep. and there's even people with RA mm-hmm. that don't understand those things that, the things you put in your body or the way that you treat your body or the lack of activity are going to make you feel worse. Right. Yeah. So like, you know, you're, you're ahead of the game here. I'm liking this uh, decision even more and more as this uh, interview goes on. Yeah. I, I think we got, we, the poster we, we got a for, gem. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. We want to hold her back. Can you still do another senior year. We'll give it to you again <laughs> next year. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, here is, um, so here's a couple things that, that, um, that I, I definitely want to know. So, what is it that has changed? Like, what have you done since the diagnosis that you may not have done before? Whether it be like, I don't think I would have done this. Beyond or, exercise. We know that. Yeah. Um, with my diagnosis, well, I've, I've grown up a competitive cheerleader. I've, done, I've been in an all-star program since I was six years old. Oh, six years old. Yeah, six. Um, and upon diagnosis, I did not think I was going to be able to continue that. I, at 14, I was probably, my tumbling skills were definitely above average. I was probably competing at college level, um, my college level skills then. And when I heard that I was diagnosed, I really did not think that I was going to be able to get through a season, let alone continue with it for my entire life. But, um... Because tumbling is very physically demanding. Like uh, the pressure on your bones, they say that your like entire body weight goes on your joints as you're tumbling. Mm-hmm. And I really just thought it was going to be impossible. But in the back of my mind, I was like, this is something I'm so passionate about. I love cheerleading, whether it's sidelines for my football team or competing in Texas in front of thousands of people. Like I, I just, I loved everything about it. It was what made me happy. So I decided to keep going with it. And um, I ended up going to the world championship four times. I competed there. My top place was 11th. So that that was exciting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's 11th in the world. In the yeah. world. 11th mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. My, did they give you $2,000? They did not. Oh, but, all right. <laughs> but yeah. I'd be like, do you know that um, I also have arthritis? And by the way, that's um, now I'm first <laughs> by default. <laughs> Who else? Who else? <laughs> Who wants to challenge that? No? Okay. Yeah. I was still lifting, lifting my teammates and stunts and jumping, tumbling, throwing like my fulls and everything like that. I did not think I was going to be able to do that, but I've continued it and hopefully Seton Hall, I have tryouts in September if everything, I don't know about with COVID now, but hopefully I have that and then I could potentially be a D1 cheerleader. Hope so. Awesome. Make it happen. That's it. See it, dream it, go for it. And you know what? Whatever's meant to be is going to, is going to work out. Yeah. That's you have to have in the back of your mind. And I think this was, I mean, you're, this diagnosis again, like I talk all the time that this is your gift, yep. this is your freaking gift to the world. And as, as many times you might be like, why me? You know what? Why? This was it. This makes you special. This makes you stand out and, and you see it and identifying that at, at a younger age. It's, it, that's amazing. That's what's amazing. sticking out to me. Yeah. 
just turning that adversity into into gratitude and 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 everything that you do and and it's just it's fantastic thank you Oh my gosh. <laughs> You're welcome. So, so, so mom, what, um, so what's going on? What's going through your head right now? I'm just so proud of her. I really am. But I've watched her, I've watched her grow through this and I, I, I know that she's going to do awesome things. My husband and I know, um, there's just something different about her and I, and it, it's clicking listening to you because as much as it was a curse and horrible and we have days where I have to help her get up the stairs because it's just not a good day for her. Um, There's so many more days like this where I get to watch her just, you know, just blossom and Mm -hmm. her outlook on life. She's, she's an old soul to begin with as a child. She was always an old soul, but I love uh, that. I've been around. I'm like a thousand years old too. (laughs) She's, she's been, you just knew there's, there's just something a little bit different. And then, um, it was our joke, which sounds like twisted, but our joke was, oh, well, we used to call her Mabel because she was the, <laughs> she was the little girl that needed a sweater for school because it might get cold. And she needed – like her be- book bag would be so heavy. I'm like, Logan, what are you doing? She's like, well, we might have to run at recess, so I need my sneakers. Like she had tissues. She was prepared for anything. <laughs> and then like it was like a twisted joke in our family – deals with everything with laughter so we're like mabel now mabel has arthritis oh great and she's 14 and that i mean i know people listening are probably like that's horrible but we we just deal with things (laughs) differently in my family and um just yeah when she was diagnosed uh my husband and i like shut the door and we like cried and i don't even know if you knew this we were like what are we gonna do this is horrible my father had it his hands were so bad that my mom couldn't leave him mm-hmm. because he, in case of a fire, he couldn't get out. Right. So that's how I grew up. And that's what I immediately thought. And now hearing her say that's what she thought, that, that breaks my heart. But no, uh, medicines have come a long way um, since the time my dad had it. And, um, you know, not to say she doesn't have bad days because we, we just got out of a bad week last week. But um, she's always pushing ahead there's nothing in her way and that's why we know she's going to be fine and um i i felt bad for her i mean now she's she's basically 18 in a day she took she turned 18 in march but um she was on this journey basically alone because um there's not a lot of kids in her you know in her school or that have the same thing and it was hard for her because no one understood it. They would look at her and say, oh, you look fine. Or right. I just saw you cheerleading. Did you have a competition? But then if she was – one of the things with arthritis that you know you're tired a lot. So if she didn't want to go out to you know the birthday party or something, people would be like, oh, what? You were fine. So I watched her maneuver through that, and she did a great job. She held her own. Um, she never wants sympathy. So I, I had, it was hard as a mom to learn how to, what to say, what not to say. And we still go through that. I think, you know, it's, yeah, we yeah. definitely do. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause I don't want to offend her, but I'm still a mom. So, I mean, that's hard, but overall, I'm so proud of her. She had a goal she wanted, and she's wanted to be an occupational therapist from what, eighth grade you've talked about at freshman year. Yeah, I've always wanted to be in the medical field, but specifically an occupational therapist, like all throughout high school, like I... I've been thinking about it, and then once I started applying for colleges and looking at majors, it was definitely something that stuck out to me. I, I mean, she went for it, 
And we went with Seton Hall because Seton Hall already accepted her into the, the master's program. Oh, nice. Beautiful. It's so like yeah. a five-year program? Is that? It's six years. Six yeah. years? Okay. Yeah, six years. Yeah. And if she went to another, she got into all the schools she applied for, but then you would get your bachelor's done and then you would have to reapply for the master's. Mm-hmm. And there's like 300 plus and they take 30. So I said, you know, obviously Seton Hall's pretty expensive, but <laughs> I said, you know what? Um, you got to take a risk in life and this is what you want to do and, and we'll back you. So we're, we're just overall, overall so impressed with her. You figure it out. And it's a, it it's is. a great school. And it's pretty close to mom and dad's refrigerator, which is good, <laughs> yep. right? You can you can kind of make it work. You're not and too far from home. Yeah, exactly. And and your doctors are probably around here too, right? Um, yeah. Well, I just actually transferred since I'm 18 now. I could go to regular rheumatologist. Okay. I've been we've been traveling me and my mom and dad to uh, Philadelphia for the past five years to go to wow. my rheumatologist. But since my birthday, we just changed. And now it's actually right around here in, in mm-hmm. Wall, right? Somewhere. Okay. Yeah, okay. It's right, it's yeah. right, right down the street. Actually, I think it's, yeah, about a mile up the road. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Very nice. Well, see, I, and those are the things that you think of, you know, when you go to school. Like, what if? You know, what if you do have a flare-up and you need something? So it seems like everything is kind of falling into place. Yeah. <laughs> Put it that way. So... With um, you know, with all this uh, positivity, Brian and I <laughs> last year we Let's we were super excited um, to go ahead and you know give another scholarship this year. And again, I always say like I I like to aim you know aim for the stars, fall on the moon. I mean you know get up there. And you know I got the mic and I was like I'm gonna we're gonna raise double the money and blah. and COVID really set us back. Right. So, you know, we wish we could, you got know. got tough to ask people for money. It was very difficult. However, before that, we... we had earned a, a pretty penny. So right before, we we actually had a couple other fundraisers that were all canceled. But right before everything and the world blew up, we... It was um, uh, January or uh, what, no, December 29th. November, November, we came up with the idea. <laughs> so November, so I had a big birthday this year, 21. <laughs> and let's just say let's just call round it to 21 we'll round it to 40. 40 and um so this was so i'm like all right you know what i want to do something for my you know i want to do something for my birthday i don't i don't want to i don't want to just have like a you know people at a bar or you know what i just i'm like i'm just over it i said but i want to do something that's special or meaningful and i said brian what if we do like a 40 40 and he's like, what? I'm like, a 40-40. Like, like, we'll do a fundraiser for our, you know, scholarship. scholarship fund so that it's meaningful because we like to put our, you know, butts where, you know, put them on the line. Put them on the line. Right. And it's always a good, it's always, we like to have that lesson of like, listen, we didn't just throw this from a bank account. We earned it for you because we wanted to get out there and, you know, show people that movement is really important. And especially, like I always say, you know, I'm like, I'm like, the broken girl's going to do it. So why can't you, you know? Um, but I use it as a joke. The same thing. It's like kind of funny. Like, I'm like, Hey, I can't for the, when I first, before I got diagnosed, my hands were so bad. I kept dropping all of my husband's, like these special beer steins and whatnot he got when he was studying abroad. He would be so angry because they were so nice. And then when I got diagnosed, I'm like, look, I'm dying of disease, you jerk. <laughs> you know, make fun of the disease, girl. Um, but yeah, like keys and all that stuff. Like it was traumatizing because I couldn't, you know, you think about buttoning and zippering and you can't, like you're, 
as soon as the you know quality of life and you can't function, then you're like something's not right here. Um, but you know, we keep going. So I wanted to do something for my 40th. That would be special. So 40, 40, I came up with, which is 40 miles for my 40th birthday running, running 40 okay. miles of running. Right. So we're, we're crazy. I told you this. <laughs> um, so I'm like, yeah, let's do that. I said, Christine, hell yeah, I am in. See, let's go. It's, it's, Party time. Uh-huh. Okay. Ringing in then the 40. It got better. It got better because now we're like, well, where are we going to do this? Because we want to, we want to invite people. Whether you just walk a mile, or you want to run a couple miles, or you want to do the whole thing, we're just trying to encourage movement and fitness. So we don't care what you do; we just want you out there. So I got, um, I got ply. Well, uh, that's later. But like, I was like, oh, we're gonna reach out to people. So we had like pliables there, like giving out free food. We had like different, you know, samples and foods and things like that. And and people. And I said, all right, well, let's get sponsors maybe have people throw in 20 bucks or whatever and they can you know be a part of it we gave out little hats Pledge, some pledges and it was like yeah. a, it was almost like a fishbowl uh donation like we had like just like a like, hat never. there it's like yeah, you come just, you run you run a mile you run 40 yeah like it's up to you right uh yeah but we were going back and forth of where are we going to do this and brian's like you said the Manasquan. Well, the reservoir was five miles, right? So we ha- we wanted to make it like you know friendly to people that wanted to join us. Where it, we didn't want it to be like, all right, Brian and Christine are here, and everyone else is like, we're over there. Where are they? You know. So I actually, the Manasquan reservoir would have been a great one. It's a five mile loop, and we'd be out there somewhere. But that's too big, right? Like we wanted everyone to participate. And there weren't really with us. a lot of bathrooms, right? So then we said, then I said, the best place. Let's do it on a track. 160 <laughs> laps around a track like this is going to be awesome and then we'll never more than 200 meters away from you know and people could see us and it'll be great but then we're like but we had to get like a permit and like there were no bathrooms again that would be like really boring it was very yeah we that was a, that came in second <laughs> and then what wound up happening is that we ran 40 miles in my neighborhood. Around her block. Around my block. <laughs> it was a 0.6 mile loop. Yep. So I invite you one day <laughs> to drive around my block. <laughs> and then imagine that that is times. how your scholarship came to be. <laughs> 0.6 miles. 40 miles. 40 miles. However, we didn't tell you about the elevation because it's rolling hills and there's a steep yeah. incline on the way back. And you know what? It was a real, we had people came and go all day long. It was really nice. And you know, there's you know, waters and Gatorades and everything. And it was really nice. And people were out there moving and, you know, just working on their fitness. We were Facebooking it. We'll send you the videos and whatnot. Um, I ran for eight hours and 40 <laughs> minutes. Me too. Eight hours, yeah. Brian ran with me. So the two of us did the 40 miles. Wow. And um, it was, I mean, it was a great I got idea. There like, I got there like five minutes late and Christine and already like, started. All right, I locked up. I was like, right. I was like I'm leaving She's it. like, I'm, I'm a mile, you know, three three loops in or up. two loops he, in. He caught me. Uh, um, but the best part was that it was pre- it was an awesome time up until like mile 35 like yeah like 30 <laughs> like around 34 35 things started to get a little scary like I, I saw dead people relatives <laughs> long lost i was in the spirit world i might have i may or may not have been using expletive <laughs> <laughs> i may I have, have been saying like who's 
horrible idea was this? I'm like, I hate you and I hate me and I hate everybody. Right. But as we've discussed, oh, a little bit great. of adversity is a good great. thing for us because, uh, you know what? It was, it was, it was really cool. And uh, we <laughs> aced it, and we got a lot of people to donate. They're like, they're crazy. We'll give them 20 bucks. <laughs> like, we'll, like here it is. And you benefit from our craziness. So Thank you. Oh, my gosh. That's and then, crazy. 40 miles. No, it was cool. The crazy part, that's not even the crazy part of that day. The craziest part was that the next day, that was what the, okay, the, like the next day, we had this secret, like, we were supposed to be on this secret television show, and we actually went. And we won it. Oh, did wow. you did you show I, the class? I knew about this. I I did. I I didn't want to embarrass Colin, but I was like, um, I know something about your dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I loved it. So, so we went. and We had the the game show on New Year's Eve. We dragged uh, like, our butts that look, were like. Look right to your left over there. Look look to your left. There's a picture of. Where us. did you get that from? Isn't that cool? Um, I had it made Walgreens. Uh, of yeah. my butt. <laughs> You know why I'm collapsed? Well, actually, that's a really good story because it was so cold and I don't do good in the cold. I don't know about you, but I couldn't in that picture. I couldn't feel my hands. I couldn't feel my feet. And, and were, I was praying for death. They were throwing things at you, too, right? Yeah. As you were trying to get up the hill. Rob Gronkowski, you know, <laughs> NFL, you know, future Hall of Famer was chucking blown up things and fish and all sorts of crazy stuff. Christine, <laughs> do it for your family. It's the fourth quarter. I'm like, who, what? Gronky Kong. So, uh, oh. yeah, so that was two days before. That was the day before we had to go up and do the game show. We ran so 40 we ran miles. 40 miles and then we ran a game and, and show and then went into Times Square on VIP with Steve Harvey and <laughs> Rob Gronkowski. So it was, you're a part of this, you are a part of this story now, Logan. So I just want you to know that you're part of this. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Seriously. Yeah, no, we did This it. is what it's about. This is, you know, we want to make sure, you know, obviously our podcast is, is worldwide and we, you know, have people all over the place that are movers and shakers, but it's really what it comes down to is you're a real person. These are, you know, this, everything that we do and, and, um, you know, everything that we hope to do for other people, you know, even this, you know, although we wish you could, we could give you a full scholarship for four years or six years of college, we hope at least this can be helpful and that, you know, going forward, keep applying and keep moving. Second, he's not moving. It's all over, yep. you know? Um, but I truly, truly believe that. Christine is an inspiration to me, right? I don't have RA. Right, but the things that she does with RA will tell you. I mean, everybody's different, and obviously, you know, feel your way through your life. She is how many marathons? Like thirty-seven. Thirty-seven marathons, all with RA. All right, this is post-diagnosis. Yeah, because I didn't right? run before. She's two-time Iron Woman, right? Which is you know, two point four mile swim, a hundred and twelve mile bike, and then a marathon two times. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, you know, fitness like a maniac, just about 40 hours of her week, you know, as a career, um, you know, your, your limits, your, your limits, your body will limit you in some ways. Um, but make sure your mind understands what those limits are. Um, and, and make sure that your mind is, is able to, you know, push past some of those things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, I have no doubts just, just hearing you speak and, and, and all of these things and, and mom, boy, I'm proud too. You know, it's like, 
We we're always, all so proud. We, we, I mean, we always say, right? We always, we, we always say, I said on the podcast quite a bit, I said, you know, we, we, we try and teach our kids everything that we know, and then they teach us the rest, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, what an honor, you know, to, what a great kid to have, and, and uh, you know, it's just fantastic story. We're honored. Around. We're honored to have yeah. both of you on Man, the show. If our money went to anybody else, I'd oh. be pissed. <laughs> Yeah, take that check right back <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. and then be like, try and catch us. Yeah, right? <laughs> like if my 11-year-old kid screwed this up for you, I'd be I'd be like angry with him too, you know? He's, I swear, he almost screwed it up. I was like, oh, no, I can't give it to her. Like, That's it, so funny. You know? Well, I didn't figure it out until I didn't say anything to Brian until I was like, yeah, Logan got her check. And all these people are like, I know Christine. And Brian's like, yeah, because it actually <laughs> turned out to be who we think it was. I'm like, oh, well, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. Um, open your open your bag, by the way. Open your little bag. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. Christine comes bearing gifts. Well, yeah, you got like some sauces and <laughs> I got the glowing. I got some. I just gave her some business cards. Sugar free condiments. No. no. <laughs> All right. So she got a little. She got a little thick. So she oh, yeah. has her own toothpick. Oh, crazy shirt. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're That's welcome. Awesome. Tell everyone you know in Seton Hall, like every single person in the whole world. We're gonna like subscribe. <laughs> yeah, like subscribe. <laughs> Leave a rating. Uh, <laughs> What we're gonna do? I told I told Logan before you got here. Is I said we're gonna we're gonna have you put that shirt on, and we're gonna get an appointment with you with uh, with uh, Dr. Brian Price over there at the Pochino School of Leadership oh, at Seton Hall University. Um, I'm gonna make that happen for sure, even if it's just for a little quick conversation. He's oh my a gosh. wonderful person who would do that for me. Thank and you. Uh, you wear that shirt because he's a he's he listens to every episode. He's gonna hear this. He's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I. Fr- yeah. Good connection yeah. that is. Yeah. I want yeah. that. I mean, Let's I want to have a freak meeting with him. Let's go pirates. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's awesome. All right. Well, I am so honored to uh to have both of you here today and this is just the beginning of this uh two fit crazies in a microphone scholarship. Keep moving. Keep uh keep keeping on and um keep changing the world. Yeah, one day at a time. Well, thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you for having us. All right. Well, with that said, it is Christine Conti. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And a microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.